Hey everyone, welcome back to Filmcraft. Today, it's an unusual Filmcraft. Why? Because I have no editing tools, because our co-host and my buddy Latif is still in Burma. So it's going to be a solo mat edition today. And you're probably going to hear a few more spaces and mutterings, but that's because we don't have Latif here to edit them out, and I am basically useless with technology. But having said that, I think I've thought of a good episode to give you guys. It's something that I've been thinking on for a while, and it'll mostly break down into writing and what makes writing good. I won't so much try and say what makes writing bad in the sense of what we're getting into, but I want to focus on something I really loved. So basically, what I'm going to talk about today is a show called Final Space. I watched it over the Christmas holidays at the request of my brother-in-law, and in the off chance, John, you're listening to this. Great recommendation. Final Space is an animated show. Uh, We're in Canada, so it's on Netflix. If you're in the States, I don't think it is. I'm pretty sure it's only broadcast internationally through Netflix. But if you're listening to this and you're in the States, I definitely recommend... Also, you can hear my cats running around like crazy. They're freaking out right now. But I definitely recommend Final Space. Um, It's 10 episodes, really easy watch, about 20 minutes each. And I thought they were fantastic. I thought just about everything this show did was phenomenal. And... This week, I want to talk a little bit about why I thought it was so good and what it did differently from other shows that made it that level of amazing for me. Having said that, I'm not going to get too much into spoilers. I think I might make this a two-parter. We'll see how long I talk for today. I'm also going to try and keep this short because I kind of feel nuts just in my living room ranting for a half hour without Latif to talk back, but we'll see how it goes. Um... So I, don't, I won't get too much into the spoilers of the show or whatnot. I'm pretty much only going to focus on the first two episodes for a couple of reasons. A, I, want, I don't want to spoil the show for you. I really do think it's that good that everyone should go out there and watch it and watch it in a way... Like, it's a different experience when you watch something and it isn't spoiled for you and you're taking it in with fresh eyes. So I don't want to ruin that for you because I really thought it was that great. And the second reason is I just started rewatching it, and I'm up to episode two, or I just finished episode two on my second watch, so it's pretty fresh in my mind right now. Um, but yeah, like just bottom line, go out and watch this show, guys. It is fantastic. I'm gonna start diving into it here, so this is kind of your warning. If you don't want to know anything about it, and you're taking my recommendation, just pause it here, go watch it. You can f- binge it in a day, easy. I did. And then come back to this podcast, and you'll know a little bit more about what I'm talking about. If you don't do that, it's totally fine. I'm going to explain things for you. Anyways, won't be the full picture, but I think I'll get close enough. So basically, like I said, Final Space is an animated show. It takes place in the future. It It's a comedy with a lot of really dramatic moments, and I think that was the part I loved about it the most. It's definitely in the vein, I would say, of Futurama. Uh, Futurama's been done for a number of years now, so I'm just going to go off the assumption that the majority of the listeners have seen this, or seen Futurama, that is. And the way... Futurama was hilarious, but it had really dramatic moments. One of the most famous moments being the dog. So the the, um, premise of Futurama is guy gets frozen, year 2000, wakes up at year 3000. One of the really dramatic things it did was it went back in time and showed what happened when the main character is frozen and how everyone around him went on wondering, you know, hi Chester, you want to be in a podcast too? My cat's losing it. And wondering, the people around him wondered 
what happened to him because all they all they knew was he just disappeared right and one of the really dramatic moments it did was you know his family moves on and they struggle with it but the most heartbreaking thing was you saw the lead character fry's dog and he used to go to this pizza place every day and every day and you just watch him grow older and older and older it's Look it up on YouTube, I guarantee you it's on there. It's super sad, really, really dramatic. But one of the things that I think made Futurama so good and made, makes Final Space so good is the mixing of drama and comedy. So I think they're both hilarious shows, and I think they really both have really good dramatic moments. And one of the things I want to talk about is when you write comedy, and I'll say this, I don't write comedies like I, I i've written movies where my objective is to make people smile throughout throughout it but i've never written a straight comedy but just from the stance of a viewer one of the things that i love most about good comedies and what makes a comedy good versus bad is the ability to rely on those dramatic moments so we've all seen you know straight up comedy comedy there is no drama to it and it can be done really well like um, one of the comedies I love that will have absolutely no drama whatsoever is Beavis and Butthead. Total idiot comedy. There is no heartfelt moments in that show, but it's hilarious. And I think that works because it really leans into it like excessively. And they had such a specific tone and vision in mind. And Mike Judge is a genius, of course. But that's the reason that worked. And I think you'll see other broad comedies where they'll go for just that straight comedic stuff but in a strange way it's almost more silly than beavis and butthead because it's so generalized um and one of the things that i think comedy really benefits from is those dramatic moments so for instance if you have um a comedy like futurama where they do this moment where the dog grows up and grows old and dies you really start to feel for the characters and you get a more broad sense of emotion so when they bring in the comedic moments they land i think even harder because that's how life is everyone's gonna have dramatic moments everyone's gonna have comedic moments and if you can relate to a character in a way where you know they're real because of these dramatic moments. You've seen them go through heartache, heartbreak, you know, sadness, depression, whatever it is, those real human things that aren't really comedic. And then you see them have fun and you see them crack jokes. You see people around them crack jokes. I think it really grounds the character. And more importantly, it grounds you in the world. And it kind of invites you in a little bit more to say, this is real. You It kind of blurs to me the line between you and the subject on the screen and makes you just get absorbed in it a little bit more. So one of the things that I'm going to go back to Final Space now, Final Space does so well is right down to the opening. So the way it opens is it's in the future, Final Space, and it's a guy just floating amongst records in, in space. And he's in a spacesuit. He's communicating with his um, AI, who he calls Hugh who's hilarious later, <laughs> but, um, and one of the things he was telling him, like, look, you have 10 minutes of oxygen to live or left until you're going to die, you know? And then he has some witty back and forth with you, but right away it starts on a very dramatic note. And just from that, you would think that it's going to be 
a dramatic show. Now, I think one of the important things they do here is they don't stay on that dramatic beat for too long. Because I think you're setting... Your, well, I mean, you're obviously setting your tone within your first, call it, two-ish minutes. And if they were to stay on that dramatic beat for that entire two minutes and then switch into comedy, it might seem strange. But one of the genius things they do is they show him floating in space. They show it's very dramatic. And then Hugh says, you know, you're going to die in 10 minutes. And the first thing Gary does, the main character, is he starts cracking jokes. Now, the jokes aren't, oh my god, I'm going to die. This is crazy. It's not over the top like that. It it works with the character because he's a zanier character. But he also... He, it works because he's saying them in a way where he's acknowledging that he's going to die. He knows deep down, but he's deflecting it with humor. And I think that's where we start to build our transition into comedy in this. So we started with the dramatic, and then he's kind of diffusing it through his humor. And this is one of the, uh, the famous, if you ever listen to script notes, they call it the Stuart specials, where your show or movie will start in the future, and then it says, you know, you know, you know, six, six months later, a year later, or, or, or six months earlier, a uh, year earlier, a week earlier, and you build up to that first scene, so it's your beginning is your end kind of thing. This show does that, but one of the things it does best is it starts with that dramatic moment, bleeds in with the comedy, and then when we jump back in time, it's straight comedy. He's not in that peril danger, and we see him being him, who is very witty if kind of idiotic but capable guy and it just lends us to this universe so right away it starts us with this grounding and then we get sucked in a little bit more because it becomes a fuller picture when you have that drama and then comedy shapes it even more creating just a, a world you know like think of it as a sphere if you got a ball of putty you have some drama you roll it out and then if you had comedy that adds another shape to it so you would starts fearing it and become a world that just makes it feel complete so i think that's one of the things final space does really well and same with futurama in this instance is mix of comedy and drama and the pacing in this show is something that i'd really really like to highlight as well it does a really great job of drama and then gives you kind of the perfect amount of comedy before going back to another dramatic beat and it, it like I can't really do it justice by explaining, because even if I was to tell you, it gives you 15 seconds of drama, then a minute of comedy, then 20 seconds of drama, then 40 seconds of comedy. That really doesn't do it. The pacing, I think, is something you really need to feel. So even just watch the first episode of Final Space. It'll be 20 minutes, and I think you'll start to just feel the pacing and how well they shift from dramatic to comedic and sometimes even interlap them in this same scene and just sew them together i think it's really an art form and comedy is one of the hardest things to nail so when you can weave in the drama like that it's just it's exceptional so that's one thing that i think final space just did terrifically and unlike when latif's here i actually made a list because i don't have him to <laughs> bounce ideas off of so i'm crossing Great mix of comedy and drama off the list. Now, the second thing I want to talk about that makes this show so good, in my opinion. Excuse me, I'm going to take a quick sip of water. And again, I don't have editing tools, so you're going to listen to some sounds for a second. Another thing that I think this show did really, really well, and this will come down to a writing standpoint as well. 
is eventually you're going to get introduced, and it, it's pretty quickly in the, in the first episode, to the villain of the show. And the villain of the show, his name is the Lord Commander. He's this little alien dude that wears a robe. He's basically like the Emperor. You'll notice when you watch Final Space, there's tons, tons of homages to Star Wars, which I really love because I'm a huge Star Wars guy. So this guy's kind of the Emperor. He has mind powers, telekinesis, and all, all that good stuff. But one of the things that struck me is when the Emperor's introduced in Star Wars, so we're talking a new hope here, like he's referenced a little bit, and then he doesn't, Luke doesn't meet the Emperor until the end of Return of the Jedi, which is a very natural arc, you know, you set up your, your big bad guy, you've had other bad guys along the way, and then at the very end of the trilogy, and at what the time was the saga was just the three movies your hero meets the ultimate bad guy and then they have their show off and i think it's a very natural way to do things i'm not ripping on star wars i love star wars to death but one of the things that i think final space has done really well and it's partially be because when star wars did that in a way it was groundbreaking you know but we're 40 years ahead of that now 30 40 years and times have changed so i think writing has evolved with that one of the things that final space does so well is the first episode it introduces the lord commander and naturally your mind's going to go to okay well he's going to be the end boss essentially and gary our hero in this point in this show is going to meet the lord commander in the final episode and they're going to have their duel or their fight or whatever and that's how it's going to conclude but one of the things that this show does so smartly is they put Gary with the Lord Commander face-to-face in the second episode out of 10. And it's one of the things that I think this show does best is it's always putting its characters in the most possible danger at every second. And what that does is it makes it feel really unique, refreshing, and interesting. Because when it does that, and especially when it does that right from the start, you lose the ability to guess where the show is going to go. And it not a whole lot of people do that, so it's going to feel that much more unique and that much more, uh, yeah, refreshing would be the best word for it, because you don't see things like that very often, and I'm about to jump into a little bit of spoiler. At the end of episode two, when Gary and the Lord Commander meet, Lord Commander is using his mind powers on Gary, someone comes to his aid, and obviously, you know, Gary's just a, a human guy. He can't take this super-powered Lord Commander. And they can't kill... Well, I guess they could kill Gary in the second episode. It wouldn't be a great idea. But they don't. But what they do is they have a kind of intense torture scene for a comedic episode. And what happens is his arm gets ripped off. And he loses his arm. And it's something that you wouldn't expect to happen that soon. But when it does happen, it keeps you on your toes. It keeps you really riveted with the show. And throughout the show, they're always doing stuff where they put their characters in the most danger possible. And I thought it was just a really great lesson for writing and storytelling and everything in general. My roommate's just getting home, by the way. Hi, Adam. Hello. Hi, hi Katie. Say hi to the podcast listeners. Oh, hello, podcast oh, listeners. Hello. They both said hi. I don't know if that picked up, but they love you. Uh, yeah, so one of the things I thought this show did best was constantly putting its characters in the most danger possible. And I think it's a lesson that everyone could really take. What's happening, guys? <laughs> everyone could really take to their writing. It's really easy to stay reserved. And 
have your big bad guy in mind and even if you're in the outlining stage you have your hero you have your big end boss bad guy and then you say they're going to meet at the end and it's going to be you know a big standoff or whatnot there's nothing wrong with that absolutely nothing wrong with it and if you can pull that off flawlessly i think right on you should go for that but i think one mental exercise that would really benefit everyone is it might be hard but just ask yourself what if they met in the second episode what if they met 30 pages in you know they don't have to have their big duel right then because you haven't set up the characters in a way that would really pay that off anyways but what if you ignored the status quo and had them face each other in a sense right at the start would that benefit your story and i think if you run yourself through this mental exercise even if it isn't the big bad guy if it's killing a character or doing something very dramatic that you'd usually say for a finale or a third act and you try and put it in the end of the first act or the second episode you you'll end up with really interesting uh results and i think once you do that odds are you might say my show my movie feels a lot stronger and i think this is the way that i should go and even if you have to make up you know the next two-thirds of your movie because you've condensed your movie down to a third from what it was in a full script or if you've condensed your 10 episodes into two and then you have another eight episodes another two-thirds of a movie to play with and get to somewhere that feels much more interesting and fresh so i'd say that's it's just a great mental exercise for anyone that's doing writing of this nature and especially if if it's of like a an epic space opera or something along those lines um just try it. Just try it. If it works, fantastic. Keep going. If it doesn't work, just forego it and go back to your initial thing. Having said that, I'm pretty sure I've been ranting for pretty close to a half hour now, and I only have a couple points of this episode done. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to watch the rest of Final Space, and next week we'll have another little powwow about the rest of it. Um... I'm going to get into a lot more spoilers next week. I'm going to spoil the ending and everything because I, I know I'm pimping the show out a lot, but I really do think it's fantastic, and I think everyone, especially writers and filmmakers, could benefit a lot from watching this because it just does so many interesting things. And I'm looking at the list of <laughs> of other topics for this episode to, that I wanted to tackle, and it's just going to keep getting better and better and better. One of the things being i'll name one being the multi-layered villain who is the lord commander like i said he's very even just from listening to me talk you probably heard oh he's like the emperor he has some mind powers i'm guessing he wants to destroy something or rule the world or whatever and he does come off like that at first but throughout the the course of 10 episodes you get this multi-layered full character that you probably won't agree with because i mean let's be honest he is the bad guy but you can see every layer of him every aspect you know exactly why he's doing what he's doing and it isn't as simplistic as destroy the world kill hero you know rule the universe it's really really interesting so i would say you know watch final space if you can if you can't or you don't mind me spoiling it for you tune in next week and i think this is something that i'd like to go pretty deep into so at least just read about it a little you know but until then thank you for listening and i can't wait to do next week's episode i think it's going to be fantastic and i really think you're all going to love the show if you watch it so please watch it and i'll talk to you next week bye guys oh also
This podcast has been brought to you by Pippa. to Pippa.io podcast hosting service. They're awesome. They're cheap, and they just launched new websites and new features, all kinds of cool stuff, actually. Um, you get a free mini website with it when you sign up with them just for your podcast, and it's great, guys. Check it out. They're cheap, too. I mean, come on. Cheap and great. What else you want? Yeah, check it out, and I'll see you next week. Bye.